Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. So, so, so excited to be here with you today. I have Casey Morish with me, who has been a dear friend, sort of in the distance and much, much, much closer um, over the last year or two. And I'm just so grateful that I have known about you and gotten to hold space for what it is that you're doing in the world and really get to shine a big light, ideally, on who you are, what you're up to, all the passions that you have, the gift that you definitely came here to give the world, which is in big part, there's many, many, many of them, but a, a huge one is in parent coaching and really supporting the process of what it looks like to be a healthy and dynamic and intentional parent and moms and dads and parents on all aspects of, of life. And um, you have so creatively named the your your business as well as talk about how it really truly takes a village. And that is something that I agree with so much. It I would not be where I am today if it weren't for the village that lifted me up and supported me in my process and my journey through school, through life, through sports, through all of it. And then the other piece that I think is really, really incredible is that you have focused in on a certain modality and, and thought process called love and logic. And that was really exciting for me because um, it's not something that, I don't know, I wish I heard it more in conversations when it came to parenting. And there's been a handful of select people throughout my journey who it has created a bridge or some sort of a connection that I really find to be super unique. And so for those of you who have heard the words love and logic, and those who have not heard the words love and logic, I'm so excited for you to hear it in new and different light today, as well as potentially hear it for the first time and see how you can implement this into your own life. I don't think that we need to be parents and, or um, I guess we are all children, otherwise we wouldn't be here. Um, but I think it helps us so much in our parent-child dynamic and how we communicate, how we show up in the world, how we respect one another. So Casey, I'm going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself. Who are you? What are you up to in the world? And then we'll dive into asking some more questions about the, the multitude of things that you're offering. Awesome. Thank you, Jen. I really um, am honored to be a part of this. And I it's funny because I always think back to whenever I first came to that clarity circle where you were, I believe you were training to become a clarity coach at the time. And you gave me feedback on my business idea way back then. And here we are today, which is so exciting. And, you know, clarity has been a huge part of 
how I've, you know, navigated through starting a business from the ground up, literally no business loan or anything. I just jumped out there and um, I said, if I fall flat on my face, then I fall flat on my face. But I'm going to go forward full force with this because I'm passionate about it. And, you know, a lot of the clarity principles helped become that foundation for me so that I felt supported and loved. And through clarity has come a tribe, a village of support as well. So anyway, I love what you're doing, Jen. And I'm just really honored to be here and share about, you know, what I'm up to. So I founded the Village Parent, let's see, July of 2017. I really started it because I actually felt kind of frustrated. I had, I saw that there was this need. Um, I had been teaching preschool. I had also nannied. Um, and I was finishing my degree in college. And I found myself just wanting to do more. Like I felt like moms and dads too didn't have the support that they needed. I noticed from teaching and working with children that there was a lot of gaps between, you know, the parent child dynamic, the parent teacher dynamic, the teacher child dynamic, all those dynamics. I'm like, there needs to be a more cohesive system in place. Right. And so that's, basically where the village parent was born from. Um, I just decided that I could have an even bigger impact if I was able to support parents and kind of bridge that gap between, you know, education or educators and parents, and then also help with the parent-child dynamic. One thing that I noticed with Love and Logic, because I started using it in the classroom um, before I became a parent myself or used it anywhere else. I noticed that it was one of those things where you could enforce it in the classroom and it was effective. And then you could do it at home and it was effective. And it's one of these kind of mindsets that across the board is helpful for children, whether, you know, depending on the different family dynamics, background, family backgrounds, I just felt like even with children who had high needs, it was effective. And so to me, love and logic was something that empowered me. And I felt like it empowered the children in my community as well, and the parents in my community. So one thing that I learned early on about early childhood education, or just early childhood development in general, was that consistency is key. So if you know, the teachers are using a similar approach as the parents are, the child will feel more supported and empowered. And so that's really where the village parent was born from. I'm so grateful for the word that you're choosing, which is empowered. And that is what I got to experience being a child, having it used for me, but really it was the empowerment that it gave my mom. So it was one of the biggest shifts that I got to observe as a child growing up of how does my mom figure out what her boundaries are, how to initiate those and create them. And I'm sure there was a multitude of things that she was incorporating, but love and logic was one that she was definitely practicing on us. Those were intentional classes she was going to. It was a huge shift in how she showed up as a parent. And it really empowered her as a child to her parents as well with creating how the structure was going to work in our house and how everyone was going to communicate with one another. And so many really neat pieces that shifted 
who she was and how she was showing up. So I was able to feel that empowerment as a child. And it really, it was, it was such a big impact in our, in our family and and how she was able to shine her light more brightly. Right. And what a gift. I mean, how incredible to be able to have educators and parents and children all speaking the same language so that there is that safety. I think consistency is what we're all looking for in the world. It helps build that security and it's a great foundation for children to actually learn to take risks and to have that self-confidence and self-concept. The outcome is that there's a higher self-esteem and so they feel safe to go out and explore the world and take risks. And eventually, you know, my parents were, they didn't know of Love and Logic at the time, but I look back and a lot of the things that they did with my brother and I were falling in line with Love and Logic. And they raised us to be, you know, entrepreneurial minded and get out there and take risks and, you know, do what you feel like honors yourself and your passion. And it was because of the way they, you know, instilled that in us and gave us that safe foundation that my brother and I have been able to go out and create our own success. So what are one or two things that you could describe love and love and logic as? And I I love that you brought it into this place of there's many people already doing these techniques and or living their life or choosing to do this, but not even realizing that it's a similar path. Yeah. I think at the very, very core of it, love and logic is teaching both the parent and the child or teacher and child to have healthy boundaries for themselves, right? So that's kind of a common theme in our society right now, like take care of yourself, you know, put your oxygen mask on, otherwise you can't put someone else's on. So at the core, that's really what love and logic is about. But whenever a parent comes to me and says like, really what is love and logic, I explain it this way. It's enforcing boundaries within loving limits. Okay, so it's teaching how we can really disciple our children, how we can nurture them, discipline them, but within loving limits. And so there is kind of a movement going on right now called gentle parenting. And it's basically a type of authoritative parenting style where we share control with our child and not to be confused with a permissive parenting style where the child kind of like runs the show, which is not healthy for children's self-esteem at all. Love and logic is more in like this respectful parenting approach kind of umbrella where, you know, it teaches the parent to take care of themselves while still taking care of their child and enforcing boundaries so that the child will feel safe and secure and develop the ability to go out into the world and do things for themselves. So we talk about like children making affordable mistakes, like it's better that they make mistakes when they're young and under the care and under your roof than it is when they're, you know, in college or young adults. So we talk about children making mistakes and then also solving the problems that they create as well. I think a lot of parents think they have to be harsh in order to discipline their child. And that's a really common misconception. And um, Love and Logic teaches that we can still be empathic while setting limits and keeping those limits firm. So love and logic is just one 
aspect of who you are and how you show up. And definitely as an educator and a person who loves life and loves people and really wants to create these amazingly safe and very, very effective environments for kids and in relationships. What what else do you, are you passionate about and are you up to in the world and offering? Oh my goodness. That's a loaded question. <laughs> and working with you, Jen, I'm working on kind of narrowing that down or at least becoming a little bit more focused. But um, another thing that I'm really passionate about is nutrition. And that's a kind of like a an arm of my business, if you will. And so I offer nutritional coaching. I actually have a meal prep service that I do for moms as well. So, you know, I think a lot of moms, they make sure their kids have healthy food in front of them. And then at the end of the day, they're like, what did I really eat today? Did I actually sit down and have a meal? So I help provide that. Um, And that passion has come from my own personal experience and journey with my own nutrition, as well as my son. My son Maverick has something called food protein induced enterocolitis syndrome. I know that's a mouthful, but we call it FPIs. And just thankfully, I had a degree in nutrition when he was a baby. So I kind of knew instinctively, I knew what to do. But I also had the knowledge of nurturing him (laughs) with the nutrition degree in mind. From there, I just because that was such a struggle in my life, I developed a major passion for teaching parents how to handle, you know, nutritional issues with their kids, whether it be picky eating, or they're just not sure how to give their child a balanced diet, or if there's food allergies, or, you know, even behavioral issues, I definitely believe that there's a tie between what we're putting in our body and like what energy is coming out of us. And so yeah, I have that whole part of my parent coaching business. And then I teach classes like on potty training, I'm actually working on one called biblical discipline. So I'm going to dive into how do we kind of merge this gentle parenting with what the Bible says about discipline. So I'm really excited about that. Stay tuned for that um, in the new year. I love it. Yeah, it's it's so it's been it's fun to watch you light up talking about nutrition and how passionate you are because of what you have personally experienced. And there's so many women and so many moms that have either, I feel like stepped into that calling because of what they're experiencing with their kiddos or their own personal journey, or stepped into creating a business or have a business on their heart because of that passion, right? Like there's, I don't think there's any stronger tie than someone that you are connected to through an umbilical cord of like receiving that nutrition, right? And all of the thoughts that are going on in your mind and your internal pharmacy that's happening that entire nine, 10, however many months, right? That's in all the creation and, and stages supporting and surrounding it. So for someone who has either heard of this and or hasn't heard of this, will you say what FPIs is again, a little bit slower? Yeah. Um, no, it's perfect. And I'm nervous explaining it. I think it's because people just kind of look at me like, what are you talking about? They've never heard of it. Even doctors hadn't heard of it when my son was young. I didn't get his diagnostic code until like, I think he was like 18 months old. So we were in the complete dark, but FPIs stands for food protein induced enterocolitis syndrome. And so it's basically, um, 
an allergy. It's a food allergy, but it's isolated in the digestive tract versus having a full, well, it can affect the full body when they're having a reaction, but it's not anaphylactic, if that makes sense. So instead of leading to anaphylactic shock, it can lead to something called decompensated shock, which is basically where the body doesn't have enough blood pressure and it can cut off blood supply to like your internal organs. And for Maverick, it was like he would, avocado was his worst reaction, which here I am, my degree in nutrition and I'm giving my child avocado as his first food. Like, yes, this is, I know what I'm doing. I was like feeling so confident about it. And then his reaction was like basically vomiting to the point of shock. So really scary um, to have a lot of doctors tell me like, I don't know, or, oh, it's just, it must just be viral. Or I mean, for over a year, I was being told or made to feel basically like I was crazy Um, But I knew deep down, and that's one thing I talk to a lot of moms about, like, I love that you called it that internal pharmacy, like when they're growing inside of you, that like instinct that you build during that time of pregnancy doesn't stop, like it continues. And I think a lot of moms, they let other people come in and say, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Like most of the time as a mama, if you're really tapping into that gut feeling, you know exactly what your child needs in that moment. And whether it be nutritional, behavioral, whether they're sick or whatever it is, we know our babies better than anyone else, you know? So trusting that is something that I think a lot of moms need to be empowered through. Absolutely. And whether it be like trusting your intuition, seeing a doctor or your child in education or any, any point. And I think that goes for ourselves too, really. It's how much are we ignoring our intuition for our own messages and our own body speaking to us? And then we're getting to see it. It's always clearer outside of ourselves. So you're getting to see some form of a pattern that is happening with babies and infants, whether it be with breastfeeding and nursing or not being able to nurse and then formulas and all kinds of stuff. So was it happening with other foods as well? Yeah, it was very strange because it was like, I would introduce a food to him and you know, you're taught to do like, there's several different methods of introducing food to babies, but making sure that they don't have an allergy. So the way I was doing it was just if he had it, you know, once, and didn't have any issues, then he should be fine. But come to find out his reactions would like build. So it wasn't until he had avocado for the third time that he had that severe reaction. So it became very like tricky. I was, it was like very muddy water, you know, and I'm trying to like decipher through and it actually taught me to be more in tune with my gut instinct because and actually very in tune with my son, like there's a concept called um, co-regulation in parenting. And that was like super strong with us because I really had to watch like, what are those first signs, right? That he's not feeling well, you know, I had my whole list or whatever, but it was crazy because I would introduce a food and then think it was fine. And then all of a sudden he'd start reacting to it. And I'd had, I'd have to troubleshoot basically. Eventually what really worked was I took him to a naturopathic doctor that did muscle testing 
for like, we tested like 40 foods at the time. Um, cause there's no blood test for this, for F pies. It's, it's just, if they have a reaction, that's your only way of testing. So I did muscle testing and, uh, she came back with, I think that the time there was like 15 foods that balanced well with his body. So I gave him those 15 foods for two weeks and got him to what we call baseline where he wasn't reacting to anything. And then I started adding one food in at a time and I would have to do seven days of that food each day. And if he didn't have any severe symptoms, then it was kind of like a, but he had some symptoms. It was kind of like, a, eh, let's not, let's not push this too far. Right. But yeah, it was crazy. Cause it just was like, very slow progress. And then sometimes like if he did get a stomach bug or something viral, he would lose one of his safe foods. So then I would have to troubleshoot that. Um, It wasn't until he was about three and a half or four years old that there was a lot more progress made. There's a lot of theories that it has to do with like gut health and gut permeability and things like that. And I have my own theories on all of it. And if I had to do food introduction all over again, I would have done it very differently just to help kind of like heal and seal his gut before I really jumped out there with all these crazy foods that I thought were (laughs) like eat the rainbow, you know, stuff like that. I would have used more of like a gaps approach with him. But yeah, I learned a lot. It was definitely tricky for a while. I mean, I literally prepared all of his food from scratch. Like he didn't have any processed foods in his diet till he was over three years old. So it was, it was a lot. (laughs) I learned a lot about meal prep and (laughs) nutrition, um, even more than I had already known. I learned to trust, trust my instinct as a mama. (laughs) Awesome. So for those who are curious, and I feel like this is so important, whether you're listening, if you've already tapped out because you don't have kids and this is not interesting at all, or you love the process of life and you're so curious, I feel like, uh, like Casey and I are, and you're still with us for anyone who is having food sensitivities, which I am going to guess is the whole entire population. We're just ignoring them, right? We're we're ignoring the gas. We're ignoring the diarrhea. We're ignoring the constipation. We're ignoring the fact that we don't drink enough water, just out of the gate with basic stuff. And this is probably embarrassing for my husband, but we had some ridiculous food the other day. And it was like, oh, it's going to be so fun just to like have some yummy comfort food from when we were kids or whatever. (laughs) We're so sick. Like we both were just like, oh my gosh, I haven't been this bloated. I haven't had this much gas. And it took my husband (laughs) like a handful of days till he was like rebalanced. Oh my gosh. So cool to be able to have that experience because our bodies are telling us this all day, every day. And whether it be because we're too busy or too stressed or whatever the heck it is, can you circle back to the gaps piece and what we could be doing for each and every one of us, which then lead to wherever it goes next. But I'm just, I'm, I'm so grateful that at this chapter in my life, it's been fairly overwhelming to be really honest. Like I get so exhausted from taking a look at whether there's sugar in something like what is in the label? What's what, 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 what are we eating? What are we even putting in our body that I choose to go look the other way for a period of time? And that has not served me. 
So it's, it's gets to the point where sometimes I feel like I know too much about what I should be doing that I'm trying to overcompensate or I jump on and I'm doing so well for a period of time. And then I swing the other direction. So for anyone who is wanting to do this introductory or like kind of heal and stop for a moment in time and, and allow our our body to heal. What what is the gaps protocol or for little ones specifically that might be experiencing this with their kiddos? Yeah. So a couple of things. First off, I just want to say address your comment about you know feeling overwhelmed because I have definitely been there too. Um, we just want to pick something that's easy, but what we don't realize is we can actually really simplify things by making our own food at home and eliminating processed food almost altogether. The gaps eating plan would it's definitely like you have to kind of shift and it's very traditional cooking. It's like the way that our great grandparents used to cook, right? And so if you want to read up on it, there's a book by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. Um she has several actually on the gaps protocol. So she's got and I think her story was that she had a son that was autistic. And she healed his autism through diet. And so don't quote me on that specifically, but I know it's a part of the story somehow. And so she was a doctor that created this eating plan. And her whole mindset is like that almost everybody has leaky gut because of environmental factors. And so we have to intentionally heal our gut, unlike, you know, our great grandparents did. But what did our great grandparents do that was different than what we're doing? And they made their own food from scratch in the home and they had really simple meals. I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science, but it kind of feels that way at first. And if you're trying to get processed food to fit this mold of the gaps eating plan, that's where we get that overwhelm because, you know, if we're trying to eat healthy, we just really need to be eliminating processed food as much as possible. And there's a lot of factors that are out of our control in the U.S., um, environmental factors, unfortunately. So what I find is that I have to go back to the GAPS eating plan every few months just to give my gut that balance and help that it needs. But I mean, some of these meals are really simple. It's stuff like stew and pot roast and a roasted chicken. And then you actually use the whole chicken and you debone it. And then you use that to make a meat stock or bone broth. And that's really healing to the gut. You know, it's fermented foods and things that, you know, there's six different phases. So you don't start with fermented foods. Yeah, it's it's actually very simple foods. And it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. But I think we kind of make it that way sometimes. Yeah, it's so helpful, right? So people can go out and get information on that. And I do think that there's so much in this world that really comes down to simplicity, right? Like it is, we overcomplicate the heck out of this entire life. And I believe that we're either in resistance or we're in flow, we're in love or we're disconnected from love. And the rest of it is, I don't know, like a lot of swirling in our mind that thank goodness we're able to have choices and have a lot of opportunity each day. And that can cause so many 
challenges, right? Like by choosing to put things in our body that aren't serving us, that aren't helping that internal pharmacy, our, when our gut is not in alignment, then our brains aren't thinking as clearly as they could be, right? Our body isn't functioning as clearly as it could be, which adds so much more tension and stress to relationships and parenting and everything, right? Work and, and all of it. So I love that we have opportunities to reset and reconnect. And then one of the other things that you do, um, and I also personally just want to say thank you again, because this is a really big piece of what I look forward to aligning with as my future continues on, which is truly nourishing my body from the standpoint of what are the thoughts that I'm thinking? What is the food that I'm putting in my mouth and the nutrition that I'm choosing to serve my body with? What are the actions that I'm taking throughout the day? How am I getting to do that through the movement that I'm doing as well as the work that I'm doing in the world? And so the retreat that I was able to host, I was really excited about having food being a sincere focus of that and getting to hire you to have all of the meals made. And while they were absolutely delicious, they were very simple at the same time, right? And so, and I love that you're even like, there's some of my staples and they're super simple. Um, but there was not one moment throughout that entire weekend that the ladies weren't just absolutely ranting and raving about how delicious everything was, how grateful they were to be nourishing their bodies in that way. And so I just want to thank you again for that opportunity and getting to share your gifts. Yeah, it was an honor. For all future um, retreats and, and work that we're doing when it comes to clarity and Jen Claire Roth and getting things out in the world. I look forward to you getting to receive some of Casey's nourishment at one of those opportunities if we can still hire you moving forward. Yeah, so Absolutely. I'm here for you. <laughs> so good. So good. And then one of the other um, workshops that you've offered is for strong-willed children and or strong-willed children's group. Is that something that's currently happening or something that you have a vision for or how's that? Yeah, we meet monthly um, over Zoom. Um, We meet every third Friday of the month over Zoom at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And um, it's something that you can just go to the website, um, go under the classes tab, and you can register for the group and you're in and you'll get the emails and the Zoom link will go out to you every month with the topic. And I know I've had you as a guest speaker, Jen, at that before, and it was such a blessing. And um, I got so much positive feedback from that. So I look forward to having even more guest speakers. Um, But we kind of talk about, you know, I have a very strong-willed child and I I like to joke and say, you know, he's just making sure that I'm up on my latest and greatest parenting techniques all the time (laughs) because he's always throwing me curveballs. And so what I found was that I actually needed a village too. Like, you know, just because I'm a parent coach doesn't mean that I'm a perfect parent at all. And I need some checks and balances too. So I was like, how do I cultivate this? even for myself and find some support, even for myself having a strong-willed child. So we, it's a discussion-based group. And um, we do, a lot of times I'll have like journal prompts and things like that. You know, I do kind of take a lead on it. However, it speaks to me as well. And I learn a lot from the other mamas in that group as well. So it's more of like a support group, if you will. 
your baby led weaning class. Can mm-hmm. you tell me about that? Yeah, the baby led weaning class, I teach on the concept of food introduction with children. And I, from my research, have learned that, you know, I believe that it's the best way to approach food introduction for kids. It's kind of different from doing purees. Although I don't necessarily, I don't believe in being too rigid with it either. Part of what I do with the meals for mamas that I make uh, as baby led weaning meals. And so I've learned how to cut the food properly, how to cook it properly. So there's less chance of something bad happening, right? But another thing that parents do in the US that I think really we have to get away from is they'll put their kid in the high chair put some food in front of them and walk away. It's like, that's not, (laughs) we can't do that because then, you know, if they do choke, we wouldn't know because choking is actually completely silent. And a lot of parents don't realize that they think that they're going to hear their child cough. But so those are, you know, certain, those are concepts that we go over in that baby led weaning class so that, you know, like knowledge is power, right? Thank you for that awareness again. That's so helpful. So, so helpful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this work in the world, for being such a bright light, for having Maverick and getting to navigate all of his food challenges as he's been going along and allergies and all of that. And then getting to support all these parents and the whole entire process with Love and Logic and Picky Eaters and all of your classes and courses. Thank you so much, Jen. I have been completely honored to be a part of this. And I love just watching you on your journey and being on this journey with you together, building our businesses and helping to support our communities. It's such a blessing. Thank you. So where can people find you um, on your, well, you share what your website is and then um, however it is best for people to reach out, whether it be for food prep, meal prep, parent coaching, <laughs> all, all the things. Yeah. So my website is thevillageparentconnection.com and you'll find everything on there. If you're interested in something that's not on my site, like if you want to do a one-on-one, any one-on-one sessions, you can go to my contact page and just fill that out. And that email will come straight to me and we can email back and forth from there. And then I'm also on Facebook, The Village Parent and on Instagram, The Village Parent as well. Thank you, sister. I appreciate Thank it you. so much. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.